0: Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh This is Hamza Foy with the Heya 502 Podcast Before the episode begins I want to thank everybody for tuning in And participating in this endeavor Ahiyah 502 Podcast is a podcast For the local Muslim community here in Louisville, Kentucky To that end, we maintain a WhatsApp group And an email newsletter Informing people of upcoming events in the Muslim community Job, career opportunities And other items that may be of benefit To the brothers and sisters who make up our community You'll find in the description for our episodes A way to subscribe to either or both And inshallah It is a benefit to those who subscribe. I want to also take this time before the episode to recognize all of the hardworking brothers and sisters who put on the myriad of events for our Louisville Muslim community. And I want to take this time to encourage those who, although they may not be part of the planning, I encourage everybody to be part of the benefiting of said events. Anything from you know lectures and halakas to civic engagement to gatherings for the youth. Take advantage of what we have, put some skin in the game and add to what we have and let's all benefit from one another. Jazakallah Khairan In this episode of Muslim Musings, I want to start by talking about the plight in Palestine, the place of Philistine in Islamic theology, and what are some action items that we can undertake to aid the people suffering in Palestine. To start... I'm going to relate an interesting hadith. Uh, this hadith is found in Sharh Mushkil Al Athar, and it is a an authentic narration. Now, this hadith is related or reported by a female Sahaba named Maymuna. She says, O Messenger of Allah, this is Maymuna speaking to the Prophet. O oh, Messenger of Allah, tell us about the sacred house in Jerusalem. The Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, It is the land of the gathering in the resurrection. Go there and pray, for one prayer in it is like a thousand prayers elsewhere. She said, What if I cannot endure to travel there? The prophet said, Let one send a gift of oil to light its lamps, for whoever does so is as if he has gone there. Sadith is interesting because we learn that you know Bayt al-Maqdis, which is, in English they often translate as the sacred house, Um, Bayt al-Maqdis is one of the three most important masajid in Islamic theology, Uh, the first and second one being Meshad uh, al-Haram in Mecca And the prophets Meshad in Medina We learn from this Hadith that That area of Jerusalem Will be A central location For the gathering And the resurrection In Islamic theology We understand that Allah will Resurrect us again From the dead and we will be gathered at a place by which we will await the hisab. Hisab, uh, often in English, we translate that as the reckoning. Uh, this will be um, that place and that time where we will be, you know, shown all of our deeds and. Allah's judgment will be passed on each and every one of us. The land of Philistine and that more in particularly the land of Jerusalem has a great significance in Islamic theology. And unfortunately, the suffering of the palestinians has been ongoing um, the suffering wrought by israeli occupation more and more land grabs from the palestin you know the israelis are grabbing more and more land from the palestinians killing more and more palestinians this suffering is something that for the muslims wherever you may be this is something that should cause us to raise our hands in supplication and make du'a on their behalf in addition to the du'as that we know that they are making. And in another hadith, it's narrated, it's reported that the Prophet said, beware of the supplication of the oppressed. For there is no veil between it and Allah. This is found in Sahih al-Bukhari. And there are multiple narrations that touch upon the same thing. Where those who are oppressed, their supplications are answered by Allah. In our locality here in Louisville, it may seem difficult you know what can we do you know we're in a a different hemisphere you know the Atlantic is spanning between us and the Palestinians what can we do to aid our brothers and sisters in Palestine to that end I want to bring a few things to your attention uh, these few things are not an exhaustive list of what we can do, but there may be uh, those who are unaware that there is a movement called the BDS movement. Uh, I believe it's boycott, boycotting, divestment, and sanctions. This movement aims to um, basically hurt the pockets of the Israeli government that is pursuing this occupation. And there's a number of line items that the BDS movement has come up with that people in our neck of the woods can actually participate in. I know one off the top of my head is the boycotting, the the refusal to purchase um, products made in Israel. Um, I think most people are familiar with the fact that, you know, when you make these purchases, you know, every product has a barcode. And these barcodes actually reveal, um, by their numerical order, they reveal uh, the country of origin of that product. And so, for Israel, uh, the first three numbers... Are seven two nine. So if you pick something up, read the barcode, read seven two nine. That would be an Israeli product, and so for us here in the United States, um, you know, where our markets, you know, are flooded by products of different origins. One way that we can with you know, make NIA one way that we can support this BDS movement, which in turn is intending to affect Israel's economy in protest to their occupation. Uh, One way we can help is by not uh, purchasing Israeli products. Um, There are, Um, products that have Israeli names they give them away but once again reading the barcodes is also an effective way of telling whether a product is made in Israel there is also the um, reality in which the US government is Giving foreign aid is um, selling military hardware to Israel, which is in turn fueling the occupation. I know for some people, you know, we we have this jaded um, jaded view of American politics. But I think a more concerted effort to either push existing congressmen and women to oppose giving that foreign aid or pushing for new candidates that are outspoken against giving that foreign aid, that is another concrete way that we can support our Palestinian brothers and sisters inshallah um, you know throughout you know this podcast um, we've brought on different people um, to talk about different uh, subjects and I'm definitely interested in bringing on somebody who can talk more about uh, the situation in Palestine and what we can do um even here in Louisville, to oppose the Israeli occupation. I'm going to go ahead and move to another um, topic, and it's one that I have not hinted on in this podcast, Um, but those who have talked to me in recent weeks may have learned that I am interested in starting a gathering uh, for new reverts and for Muslims who want to recollect, remind themselves of the basic foundation of knowledge of the Islamic Deen. Um, This past Ramadan has been, Alhamdulillah, all praises or due to Allah this past ramadan has been a time of great reflection alhamdulillah you know a number of new brothers and sisters have taken their shahada has embraced uh, the deen of islam and while it is nice that you know especially in the past year um, I've spearheaded an effort to uh, collect what we call like revert boxes, where these boxes contain a lot of invaluable information and gifts for new Muslims. Nothing really can beat that organic sit down, learn, discuss aspect of learning your faith. And so to that end, um, I am looking to start a gathering, and I want to make this explicitly clear. These gatherings are not just for new reverts. I want the old reverts to come through. I want Muslims who, even if they were born Muslim, Maybe they they don't have a solid retained knowledge of the foundations of the faith. I want all of these people to feel welcome to join. Um, I know that you know when I say oh this is for new reverts, people will will behave as if that's exclusionary. But let's let's be realistic. There's a number of of. Muslims who are born Muslim who, for one reason or another, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not recounting this to, to sound judgmental, but there's a number of, of Muslims who were born Muslim who don't actually have a lot of that foundational knowledge. So, I want to make it clear, this gathering is A, meant to be organic, and B, it is open to anybody, Yes, I am saying new reverts because it's the new reverts that I know will most certainly need this, but I want to make it clear it's open to everybody. To start this gathering, I'm actually going to be um, conveying from two incredible books. Uh, The first one is Al-Maqasid, which is Imam Nawawi's Manual of Islam. Uh, For those who don't know, um, Imam Nawawi is one of those classical scholars. I'm sure plenty of people have read from um, what is usually labeled as Imam Nawawi's 40 hadiths. This is the same Imam, and this is translated by Nur Hamim Keller. So the Maqasid is in Arabic they call it a matin now um, maybe mispronouncing that a little bit I do apologize but a matin is there's no really good translation but basically it's, it's almost like a, a manuscript but it's very simple so in the classical Islamic world There was this recognition that although, alhamdulillah, you know, there's many scholars, you would find these scholars in, you know, both the big cities and the villages, for the most part, parts of the classical Islamic world did not have immediate access to scholars so what they would do is they would you know, these scholars would author these manuscripts these very basic manuscripts about like the fundamentals the the obligatory day by day you know, knowledge that you need to know to be a practicing Muslim and they would disseminate this, they would spread this throughout the Islamic world so that even yeah, you know, any you know, even the, the villagers would have some access to the knowledge that they needed to once again be that day-to-day practicing Muslim. So this book is broken up into um, a few sections. Uh, the first one is the Articles of Faith, the Fundamentals of Islam, um, what is considered muqallif. Mukallif, um means like personally accountable. So the the you know the angels are recording your deeds at that point, morally responsible. Um, sorry, that's that's a better term. Um, the five pillars of Islam, and then it goes into purification, and it will go. It's, it's a very systematic book, which is why I'm, I'm gonna choose to convey from this book um, It's a very systematic book, so it explains uh, Wudu What breaks your Wudu? Um, what are the major ritual impurities, geneva, um Having to do roso in response to that major ritual impurity and it's, it's explaining stuff for both men and women It will We will be talking about the Salah How to perform it Making up missed prayers Times when the prayer is forbidden The You know Other you know, Prayers that you can perform That are not part of the obligatory five uh, Zakat Fasting The Hajj So it's, and it's a very systematic, um, you know, understanding of all of these, what are considered like the obligatory integrals of your faith. It does go into a little bit about explaining what the Medhaps are, um, what is Bidah. But that being blameworthy innovation, once again, just to explain, because once again, I mean, th- these were these were questions that you know anybody from the wealthiest merchant and the middle class doctor and the the poorest peasant would have encountered. So these tr- these manuscripts were written in such a way that it systematically breaks this down for your understanding, which is that. This book is incredible. Um, this book um, is written with the Shafi'i Madh'ab in mind, um, which I think is, for most of us who do um, convert to Islam, we, we even without knowing it, we usually encounter the Shafi'i Madh'ab um, before we encounter the three others, Hanafi, Hanbali, and uh, Maliki. Um, we'll get into that in... Once again, I mean, this, this book is, it's, it's an easy read. It's a systematic read, which I think, you know, whether you're a new revert, an old revert or a Muslim, um, who is born into Islam, but maybe you you just did not have that kind of education. I think this will be beneficial for all of us and it'll be, you know, it'll be new knowledge for some, and it'll be a reminder for others so that's the first book the second book is purification of the heart which is a translation of uh, Madarat al-Qulub this is by Hamza Yusuf and this is talking about diseases of the heart not in the medical sense but in the spiritual in the more abstract sense In um, this book you know, the, these signs, symptoms, and cures of these spiritual diseases, they're, they're listed in order in their Arabic uh, word. So, you know, we will be talking about miserliness, hatred, love of the world, envy, fear of poverty, ostentation, relying on other than God, false hopes, vanity, negative thoughts, fraud, anger, arrogance, and antipathy toward death. And there's there's a couple others. I find this book to be um, very useful. So Al-Maqasid will be a book that those attending the gathering may have to whip out a, uh, you know, a pen and a notebook for whereas purification of the heart is more something that w- you're going to have to internalize and self reflect on so we're going to be conveying from both books you know each session we, we won't spend more than maybe 15-20 up to 30 minutes each um, so there's, that's two books so anywhere from three minutes to an hour, and as we progress, as we get to know one another, as we, you know, grow in this um, gathering, then we may branch off and uh, do a whole other host of activities. But I think it's important that we you know learn the the foundational knowledge of our faith and be in settings where we can be comfortable asking questions Um, i'll most likely get one of our locally moms involved um, but i want to grow this organically so if if you are interested in such a gathering um, or if you have questions Feel free to drop me a line, ask away, or suggest a away. Uh, inshallah, yeah, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this gathering will be fruitful, beneficial for the participants, and a source of goodness and good deeds for all that participate. That is it for this episode of Muslim Musings. Um, I do want to reiterate what I said earlier when I was discussing the plight in Philistine. Um, if you are somebody who is confident in your knowledge of the current crisis in Palestine and you would like to share the mic with me so we can you know, dig in more, get into more detail Um feel free to once again drop me a line. Um, The Muslim Musings episode are typically episodes where I am on the mic with somebody or with multiple people. And so even outside both the topic of Palestine or this gathering that I just finished talking about, if you are interested in joining me on the mic for IHYA five oh two, I, I welcome you. Uh, all the past episodes, you can see that I've I've had a very diverse gathering. This um, this podcast, I want Muslims from across our community, from the different diverse ethnic groups and cultures and languages spoken. I want everybody to be comfortable, both participating. And tuning in. So if you want to join me. On an episode. Feel free to shoot me a message. I'd love to have you on. I'll close with the du'a. Ya Allah. Ya Latif. Ya Rahim. Allah. I ask that you. Grant composure. Safekeeping. And a bountiful reward. For all of those who are enduring oppression. Oh Allah, ya muhaimminu. Ward, suffering, pain, and the hand of the oppressor from those who are oppressed. Ya Allah, ya Rafi, Raise in honor and in the maqam and the stations. Those who have endured with great patience the suffering of the oppressors. Ya Allah, ya Rahman, make us not like those who have oppressed, whether in this time present or in the time past. Ya Allah, ya Jabbar, make us not doppelgangers or copies of the very people that we oppose because of their oppression. Ya Allah, ya Adlu, O oh Allah, grant justice. Between the oppressed and the oppressors in any situation, in any conflict, small or big, Ya Allah, grant peace and prosperity to the Muslimin, the Muslimat, and grant us safekeeping. Ya Allah, Ya forgive us our major and our minor sins our transgressions, our aggressions, and our shortcomings. Be easy with us, O Allah. Pardon us, for you love to pardon. Without your pardoning, we'll be among the losers. So pardon us, for you love to pardon.